Hello friends, welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Brad and I serve Hillside Church as the lead pastor. We're so glad to be able to share God's word with you in this way. God has so much in store for you and for your life. And one of the ways God works in our lives is through the study of his word, like the message you're about to hear. Our prayer for you is that as you share in this message, if it's me preaching or if it's someone else, is that God's word would minister to your heart and life in a most powerful way. Thanks again for being part of our church family. God bless you. I don't get to, I don't come up here and do this often, um, and so being that I don't do that, I get nervous. I get all you know jittery before services, shaking the hands out, making sure my ring doesn't go flying. Um, but I, I Brad does it well, and so I don't need to replace him. I got other things I can do, um, but it's been a while, so. This morning I thought I would start with my entire life story, so here we go. Um, I was born on a rainy spring day in Vancouver. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're not going to go that, into that much detail. Uh, that, would be, that would be a bit much. Um, but I was originally from Vancouver in uh, 1998. Uh, my family moved out here and so I begrudgingly came with them. Um, I grew up in and around the church. My parents were very involved in the worship ministry wherever they went, um, singing, playing guitar. So at the age of about 13, I, I picked up my dad's guitar, um, and I've been playing ever since. Um, I'm not going to tell you how long that is, because it's like over 20 years. Um, but that makes me feel old, so I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, but at the age of about 14, uh, I was at a summer camp, and I received my call into ministry from the Lord. Uh, and so, Lori talked a few weeks ago about, hear, about hearing the voice of God. And for me, that was like the one time that I heard God's voice. And how did this uh, cheeky teenager respond? I told him that he had the microphone pointed in the wrong direction, that he was trying to get, trying to reach someone else. Long story short, I think he won that argument. Fast forwarding a bit, I, uh, I met my wife Tracy at 16 uh, in high school, and we just celebrated our 15th anniversary a few weeks ago, and so we're pretty happy about that. I went to college back in, back in BC for a few years and got a youth ministry degree. And I ended up back here at my home church that we've been ever since 98 and uh, haven't looked back. In the intermittent years, I have played in several bands, done a lot of music, watched a lot of Star Wars, <laughs> and played a lot of board games, as Luke can attest to, and Zach. But this morning, we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, and that's worship, but more specifically, singing. I love to sing. It's one of my favorite things to do. There's always some kind of song in my head. Uh, it just bounces around, whether it's something somebody else wrote or some random words that I'm just like humming a tune to or something. My brain just makes random stuff up and it's like, okay, let's just jam on this for a while. It's, it's a good time. But you know when you get like a song stuck in your head and you can't get it out? I'm happy to report that that doesn't happen to me. I don't know why. Maybe the good stuff just like 
beats out the bad stuff. But there's always music going on in my head. So if it was like bad music going on in my head, I'd probably be a little bit insane. More than I am, maybe. But I love to write music. I love to play music. I love to sing. Since first picking up that guitar when I was 13, music has been an essential part of my life. Um, leading worship. Um, it's a huge part of my walk with Jesus. I remember at maybe 13, 14, sitting in Pastor Brad's basement, um, leading worship for the youth. And that has been my life. When I think of the most impactful encounters that I have had with Jesus, it's been with, through music. When I think, been growing, let's start that again. When I have been growing in my faith, music has been an essential part of that. And when I've walked through the darkest times in my life, praising Jesus was the only way that I made it through. So I view music and singing as incredibly important. In incredibly important to my walk with Jesus, to my faith, to my, my entire life. Music is essential for me. But why do we sing together in church? What about singing is so important that we spend half of our service here singing? We sing because it focuses our hearts and our minds on Jesus. It reminds us of who he is and what he's accomplished in our lives and the promises that he has made to us. But it's also possible that you don't even like to sing. You think you can't sing, and maybe, like Brad said, you can't carry a tune in a bucket. Or you don't see the purpose in it, the value in it. Or maybe you just find the music not to your taste. Perhaps you're more of a, a rock and roller fan or a rap fan, or maybe you would like worship to sound like the good old days, we'll, we'll call it. But what about this time is so important that we spend singing? Why do we sing together? Well, before we uh, address that question, I'm going to do a little, little thing here. Let's uh, have a little fun. So help me out here. I'm going to play a part of a song. If you can tell me the next line, just shout it out. Nice, Luke. see from those small examples 
The music sticks with us. We hear a song, we like a song, it sticks with us. I honestly could not tell you what I ate two days ago. But I can remember song lyrics from when I was 12. Recently, while I was in the, in the car, I had the music on shuffle, and uh, a band called Reliant K came on. And Levi's like, Dad, I like this. Can we listen to more of this? And I was like, yes. Yes, we can. Um, for those of you that don't know, Reliant K was a kind of pop-punk Christian band from the early 2000s and, and onward. Um, and so I obliged. I, we've been listening to Reliant K a lot. He loves it. He thinks it's great. But I knew, I still know, every single word to songs I have not listened to in 10, 15 years. Every single word. I don't know if I should be proud or upset about that. Did you know that God knew this, this would be the case? God designed us. He designs our brains, and he knew this would be the case. Before the Israelites were to head into the promised land, God was speaking with Moses, and he commanded Moses to write a song. The song, however, was not particularly encouraging. It was not, praise the Lord from whom all blessings flow. It was, it was you're, you guys are going to mess it up, was essentially the base of the song. It was a prediction of their falling away. But why, why would God do that? Why would God tell Moses to write a song about the Israel's fall? Because God knows how our brains work. He knows that if you put something to a melody, you're going you're to remember it. As Deut Deuteronomy 31 says this about the song that Moses was to write. In verse 19, it said, Now write this song... Write down this song and teach it to the Israelites and have them sing it so that it may be a witness for me against them. And then a few verses later he says, And when many disasters and calamities come on them, this song will testify against them because it will not be forgotten by their descendants. Did you catch that? Even though it wasn't a nice song, it wasn't a good song, their descendants will remember it because it was a song. God knew that if he taught the Israelites these things in song, they would, it would be carried for generations. So God wanted the people to remember why. Why it was that they were going through the hard things that they were going through. He told Moses to put it into song. When something is put to a melody, it becomes just significantly easier to remember may be hard, uh, harder than, than we, than, mm, maybe hard for some of us. But if we can think back, you know, maybe a few years ago you were teaching somebody this, but when you tried to learn the ABCs, how hard would it have been if there was no song? It would have been very hard. But now... We have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We remember it. It's, it's ingrained in our brains, and it becomes so much easier to remember. Now, even now, as I alphabetize something, I sing the, the ABCs in my head. I, I do it a lot more than most other people would because I 
play a lot of board games and you have to alphabetize and it just, it happens. But I sing the song in my head so I can remember which letter comes next. I can kind of insert myself somewhere into the song and just start from there and, oh, okay, I, it's, it's T, T is next because I went Q-R-S-T. Okay, sweet. So how does this apply to us and our, our question for why we sing? Well, when we sing the songs we sing on Sunday morning, our worship songs, we are singing theology. So theology is the study of God, of who God is, of how he acts in our world. It's, it's the study of our God. So when we are singing, we are singing about the character of God. We are singing about the nature of God, of what he has done in our lives, of who he is, of the promises that he has made, of his faithfulness declared. When we sing, we sing about God, which is why I personally am extremely picky about the songs that I choose to sing. I have thrown out great songs for a single line that does not match good theology, that does not match what the Bible tells us about God. They're well-written, great songs will not ever do them because their theology is incorrect. God has designed our brains to remember when it's put to music. It's so much easier to recall information when there's a melody put to it than when we just try and recall information. Um, they, they, when studying for tests, they encourage people to play music because if they can hear that music, they can remember. It doesn't even have to be attached to what they're studying. They're not singing out what they're studying, but they are playing music in behind and that becomes an attachment for them. And they can play that music and be like, yes, I remember exactly what I needed to remember. And so because God has designed us this way, as you are going about your week after, after Sunday, and there becomes a situation where there needs to be a practical application of theology, it's easy for the Holy Spirit to bring that memory into your mind. So we sing because it focuses our hearts and minds on Jesus. It reminds us of who he is and what he has accomplished in our lives. We sing what we believe. As people, I don't know about you, but, okay, as me, uh, I have a tendency to forget very easily. Like I said, I can't remember what I ate for lunch two days ago. And so that information needing to be easy to recall is important. The Psalms, we had to get there at some point, right? They're, they're songs. They are written to be sung. And they are packed with discussion on singing, de declarations to sing. They are packed with theology. They are packed with reminders of who God is, how he has walked with us through all of our lives. And many of the Psalms have, have similar lines to this, but we're going to look at Psalm 118 where it says, 
Out of my distress I called to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. You can see that clearly the psalmist who wrote this is remembering a time in their lives where he called to the Lord and the Lord helped him. Where he remembered that the Lord was on his side against those who were against him. And that he remembered that the Lord came and helped him. When he was in distress, God came through. When we sing songs like we did this morning, when we sang, do it again, we say, I've seen you move. You move the mountains, and I believe that you will do it again. You made a way where there was no way, and I believe that you will do it again. We can recall the times in our life where God came through. We're reminded of what he has done in our lives, of who he is, that he is a faithful God. There's a lot that can happen in our week, but from the time that we enter this building till the time we enter it again. So to be able to recall those important truths of Scripture, when we're at work dealing with a hard situation, or when we're at home dealing with kids that just are driving you crazy, or when we need an encouragement because we just don't know what to do, or a reminder. These are the reasons that we sing. Because we need reminders. We sing because it focuses our hearts and minds on Jesus. It reminds us of who he is and what he has accomplished in our lives. So how does this look for us? How, how do we make this practical? We're going to go look at one last passage, which encompasses one of the more than 200 times the Bible tells us to sing. It commands us to sing. The last place we're going to look is Ephesians chapter 5 this morning. And the, the Apostle Paul in chapters 4 and 5 is writing about putting aside the ways that we used to live, the old things that we did before we knew Jesus, and then taking on the things that Jesus has called us to, to walk together as believers in love and unity. And he writes this. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as wise, unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to the God and Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Let's look at verse 19 again. It says, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart. Now, this isn't just like a, uh, 
we should sing hymns because they, the, hymn, the word hymn actually just means song, it's spiritual songs. So you can't use that to advocate for hymns against me. Sorry. I love hymns. They're full of theology, and that's why we sing them. Um, but we sing new songs because we, sometimes we need a fresh wind of God. We need a fresh speaking of his spirit. Anyway, mini-sermon over. Um, Paul is telling us to make wise use of our time. In fact, making the best use of our time. So why would Paul tell us that this is making the best use of our time? Because we encourage one another. Because we encourage one another to focus on Jesus. We focus our hearts and minds on him and remind us, remind each other of who he is. What he's accomplished in our lives. We sing together because it builds each other up. We sing together so that walls fall down. Chains break. People are set free. In Acts chapter 16, um, Paul and Silas have been imprisoned in Philippi for sharing the gospel. Um, they, when they were in prison, they prayed and they sang. And suddenly, doors were opened, chains were loosed. Our singing can break the bondage in our life can break the bondage of sin, can break the bondage of addiction, can break the bondage of depression, of anxiety. Our singing is powerful. In every season, no matter how I feel about the circumstances of my life, Jesus is always worthy of my song. He is always worthy worthy of my worship. As we begin to come to a close, I also need to acknowledge that singing isn't always easy. Just because Jesus is worthy doesn't always make it easy. When we have made mistakes, when we have messed up again, and again, and again. When that sin that we just can't seem to get past comes up again. When we are in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, pulled down by the difficulties we face, the anxiety or the depression that has crippled us again, we sing because it focuses our hearts and minds on Jesus. And it reminds us of who he is and what he has accomplished in our lives. Because we need to be reminded again and again and again because we somehow so easily forget. We sing songs like I will wait for you, where it says, were you to count my sinful ways, how could I come before your throne? Yet full forgiveness meets my gaze, and I stand redeemed by grace alone. Or we just sang today, your promise 
still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands, and this is my confidence that you have never failed me. Songs we sing are portable theology. Theology that the Holy Spirit can bring to us again and again as reminders. Saying, remember this, I am faithful, depend on me. Remember this, I have grace for you. Remember this, I am enough for you. So this morning, I encourage you to sing. Sing like it makes a difference. Sing like the song Waymaker says, that even if you don't see it or feel it, he is moving, he is working in our lives. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your gift of song. Thank you that we can worship you in this way. Thank you that you come and meet us like you did this morning. Lord, help us to be reminded of who you are through our singing. To be reminded of what you've done. To be reminded of your faithfulness, of your love, of your grace. Lord, to be reminded of your forgiveness and your faithfulness. That even when we are not faithful, you are. Lord, as we sing, as we commit these things to our memories, whether we're trying to or not, Lord, would you help us to hear your voice when you say, hey, remember this? Remember that I made a promise to you? I'm faithful. that we can be a part of what you're doing, that we can hear your voice through song, through the, the things that we fill our minds with. Lord, would you bring it to our, our, forth, our thoughts again and again of who you are, of what you've accomplished in our lives? Because we need you. We can't do this without you. So Jesus, we thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for meeting us. Thank you for being here and giving us this gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When the rain you want is a flood instead. Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family. And that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca. Or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on our pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know His hope, know his purpose and know his power in their lives and we pray this message ministered to you at hillside church we're a family not by blood but a family that's been bought by blood as family we go there's what i want and there's where i'm at everyone step forward got me five steps back and i've cried out
tell you how small they are. That's the thing about praise. That's the thing about praise. It won't always move the mountain, but it's good for the heart. That's the thing about praise. That's the thing about praise. You never know what it's going to change. I'm